0: Hi lovely listener, just a quick note, you're listening to an episode of the podcast which was recorded before the show changed its name to Tea with Kings and Queens, so now you know. Enjoy! Tea with Queens is proudly supported by Kogarashi Coffee, who deliver in-season speciality coffee from small farms straight to your door. For a 10% off treat, head over to kogarashi.co.uk and enter the code QUEENS at checkout. That's K-O-G-A-R-A-S-H-I. Hello my loves, it's Carly Deering, and welcome to Tea with Queens, the podcast where I chat to the most exciting performers from the world of drag, burlesque and cabaret. Today's guest is the wonderful drag queen Cynthia Road, who is not only hilarious, beautiful and a fellow redhead, but she's also host and co-producer of the incredible Norwich-based club night Euphoria, which during lockdown has transformed into one of my favourite digital shows. Among the many things we ramble about in this episode is the Euphoria digital shows, her incredible drag family, the House of Power, and French pop sensation Mika. Enjoy. So today I'm thrilled to be talking to Queen of Leopard Print, Chain Smoking Cougar and Norwich's Ginger Angel, Cynthia Road.
1: Hello.
0: Thank you so much for talking to me today.
1: Oh, thank you for talking to me. It's a pleasure to be on such a high accolade of a show.
0: Oh, of course, of oh, course. Cool. <laughs> so, where do we start? Who is? Well, I don't know why anyone wouldn't know this. Who is Cynthia
1: Road? Oh, I would know why many people would not want to know this. <laughs> um, she is. Gosh, she. She is a. Woman and a half. She, she was. She was a. Cre- I. I'll be. She was a creation, met spurred out of a very very bad breakup a year and a bit ago. Oh, no. In which I was sort of. I was like, right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go off. I'm not. I'm not in a relationship anymore. Goodbye eyebrows. Goodbye hair. And I sort of went fully into it. And the the beautiful monstrosity that is Cynthia Road popped out
0: oh my goodness beauty that came from heartbreak
1: (laughs) she is a she is something it was I mean I have everything about her is quite higgledy piggledy in the sense that even even the name Cynthia Road is stolen from a road that's down down the road from me
0: is this an important road what happens down this road
1: it was just it's quite a plain Quite a plain sort of dodgy road, really. It was. I was on a, I was on a bus house hunting with a few housemates, and um, my husband went, "Oh my god, that that should be your drag name." And I looked up, and it was Cynthia Road, and I thought, "No, far too, far too old and and cougar sounding for such a young fine woman as myself." <laughs> That's true. It, it's, it's it's now just sort of. I can't imagine. I can't imagine being anyone else.
0: Jeez. She's fantastic. How would you describe her if she was doing like a dating profile or something? How, or how maybe how would she describe herself? Is my question.
1: God, um, she describes herself as much more of a pinnacle of beauty, sophistication, and allure. But I, I do, I, I do see Cynthia Rhodes very much as a, a failed actress clinging on to a single documentary she appeared on as an extra in the 1980s she's a (laughs) she's she's a woman desperate for fame who is just sort of haphazardly going through it
0: amazing and where did she come from in you so you went through a bit of a difficult time but was she already sort of percolating (laughs) in your brain
1: I always think, and I always I always do say to to her dismay there are there are a lot of there are a lot of elements of my mother in Cynthia. Does she know that? I'm. I'm she does, and it's it's very much to her dismay. She says, as long as it's not the fashion element, she'll be okay with it. <laughs> oh, the fashion's yeah, phenomenal. I, it's, the, the fashion is very much as if it's leopard print, it'll go. Yes,
0: yes, which I would agree with. Even the gloves with holes in, which is my favourite part of her wardrobe, I think.
1: Well, I always, yeah, always comment us with holes, but I always think it's. I can't remember I was watching some drag queen somewhere, and they made a comment that you should have a hole in your gloves so you can still use your phone.
0: Yes, yes.
1: And so I, ever since then, I've always cut the thumb off so I can use my phone. It's more. <laughs> more practicality than anything else but i always people will always comment being like oh my god the thumb
0: i think miss miss cracker said she doesn't put a nail on her thumb for that reason
1: oh i don't i i i gave up with nails many a moon ago. they were <laughs> i'm i'm a person who if if i don't have to do it if i could if i could just color it in instead i'll do it
0: so were you doing drag before cynthia
1: I was, Yeah, kind of, I guess, because of course I cut very theatre-based and yeah. my entire, uh, the Euphoria family and all, all the people I do drag with, we, we come very much from the theatre. We're, we're drama kids, the, the worst of the worst. <laughs> but, um, it's I think the first time I properly, properly did drag was me and I guess my drag mother of sorts. She put me in full drag because I played Theresa May in wow! A, um, way before she was prime minister, I was playing her in a musical we'd written about the about the government.
0: Amazing.
1: Um, and that I think that was my first entry, and I thought, well, yes, this is a destined, this is a destined future of me dressing up like a lady on weekends to go get drunk.
0: All because of Theresa May. So there is a positive for her existing.
1: <laughs> if Theresa May has done anything in this world. She, <laughs> she could have done that.
0: Definitely.
1: So who's your drag mother? Um, so she goes by name and drag of Belinda. Mm-hmm. She is a lovely London slash Norwich. She does fantastic stuff, but she's been, she's a friend of mine way before drag. We've known each other since sixth form. And uh, she was very much, she was the one who in my, in my bathroom as we, we hid from my parents, not wanting them to know she was the first person to put me into drag. And she did, she did birth Cynthia Road way before even the name Cynthia Road was about.
0: So theatre wise, before drag then, what kind of theatre were you doing? What were you into?
1: I was very, I I did in Norwich, there was a group called YTC. And it was the, it was sort of, I remember YTC being sort of the pinnacle of like, "Ah," for me at a young age, it was the sort of, it was, it was going from being a little closeted boy in a very, very rural area, sort of nothing whatsoever, to find this little pocket of bizarre actors and queer individuals and stuff. Which some of them today, such as my drag son, who was is co-producer of the show I run, I met there at YTC. The fabulous willpower, of course. Fabulously amazing willpower. Hmm. Who I could speak for hours about that. That beauty. <laughs> but yeah, we met. We met we met first of all we met in a knockoff, low-budget um, high school musical play <laughs> in OPC, where we were dance partners and it was just it was a beautiful beautiful awakening for me really that it was just going into this group it was like oh my god you can be different and it not be bad mm. and I think that's, that, was, that's, that started the dangerous road of this being born.
0: So how old were you when you found that group of people?
1: I I'm, I think I so I started because of course they had a group for younger people at first. So I think I probably went to the YTC at the age of around 12. Okay. I started being in plays. I did they brought sort of they birthed my David Lambert, the director at the time, who in awe of him, he was this very stereotypically elderly gay man, fag in hand <laughs> director it was, it was amazing and he, he birthed my love for Shakespeare and he oh. very much, he would, he would run these classes and he would teach us different Shakespeare plays where even, even then, I remember at the age of 12 I was Queen Fisbee and it was just sort of there that I was able to be like, well actually dressing up and being silly isn't that bad a life no <laughs> And it, yeah, it sort of led to those. And then of course, when I reached when I reached seventeen, you joined the main YTC group where you meet all these people. You you try to sneak into the pubs with them after after drama class, and it was all just very. It was a it was a lovely time.
0: And then, did you go on to study it at uni?
1: I <laughs> I, um, I always I always like to refer to myself as the Frenchie of Bath University. Okay. I did I did I did start studying drama, but I studied drama and history together because I also I love history. Mm-hmm. And um, then I think the last the last exam I did in drama, I was my my critique. From the drama teacher was that um it almost seemed like i didn't take the subject seriously enough <laughs> which, which to be fair i really didn't <laughs> it was, she, she said it was there was a level of campery that she did not appreciate oh what, like
0: a what a shame f- i know it was my last, cool. my last
1: exam my last exam she wanted me to perform oh, it was some oscar wilde play but instead of using any words i just had to use barks <laughs> and it was sort of and she told me I didn't take it seriously I was like I didn't realize it was a, it was a, but then yeah so I'm I'm technically just a full history student now I'm a I'm a scholar
0: okay well I think it's uh, it's the drama teacher's loss.
1: there she could have
0: learned something
1: <laughs> Some but someday, I have sent her, someday I should send her a beautiful postcard of myself in full drag <laughs> yes
0: so that's how you met, well, the House of Power, is that how it all came together then, back there in that uh, youth theatre group?
1: Yeah, yeah, the House of Power is quite because they did not do YTC. Well, I met them through sixth form and we sort of accumulated as a group, and me and Belinda did drag for a wee bit round Norwich beforehand. And then I slowly, slowly bullied Will Power into who to be fair. In, in the world round, rounds of drama, there were many. Uh, you had not you have not seen Sweeney Todd until you've seen Will Powers Beetle Bamford. It's, uh,
0: where can we see this?
1: There's many. There's many a hidden video, I believe, of our of our our very badly painted roots of drag. <laughs> in the this
0: this needs a website somewhere.
1: <laughs> but yeah, we sort of, we came into it was. It was an, we came to Norwich, Norwich's drag scene, which inc- an incredibly small and rural scene, of course, but an amazingly div- like it's it's, I've, it's a scene that isn't just made up of cis queen presenting female.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you about. Um, Norwich for me now will not just be about Alan Partridge. Um, it's <laughs> got a whole new world um, because I've been watching Euphoria. Uh, since lockdown, mm. online, which has been one of the most incredible shows.
1: Thank you very much. It's been a it's been a stressful stressful creation.
0: I can imagine. It, Tell me about Euphoria in in reality and also digital.
1: Yeah. So it was. Um, we I, met, I was very lucky that when I came to Norwich, we had quite a group of like as small as it is, a very tight knit, amazing group of fantastic shows such as. I will always, I'll always have to tip my hat off to the de- house of days and the shows dated of the past. And mm. there's a club called Fetch Norwich, which do a fantastic nights called Dusted, mm-hmm. and big, f- we have amazing nights. But it was always something very aware that I thought, actually, I want to do that. It yeah. was like, I, I, as much as I love performing, there's a certain joy I get. I, am a joy that comes from hosting. I enjoy standing there and just, mm just chatting for a, for a couple of hours really and mm-hmm. introducing people. So I thought I wanted to do that. And it was amazing that I got incredible supports from there were amazing people, such as Bishy Barnaby from the House of Days gave me an incredible amount of support from the creation of Euphoria. Mm-hmm. And it always just planned to be this this silly little night really where it'd be almost like a house party that some people perform. and quite. And the first one was... I want to say last September, it's fairly young as a, as a night, but we've done every other month since then. And it's just been an amazing, amazing thing to gr- watch it grow and watch what happens from it, even, even at this time of going digital, which takes on so many other roles.
0: Yes. Yeah, so tell me about that. I mean, it's been, it's a really good show. And there's one coming up, isn't there? It's still going strong, which is really nice. The yeah, other we've, got, so sure. we've
1: got one. We've only got one more. We're doing, mm. we have decided very, very sadly, we have decided we're going to make it a trilogy of a show. And then we're going to, we're, we're, we're not gone forever, but we said we're going to, as far as Euphoria's big broadcast is concerned, the big broadcast will only be three shows. And it, we're quite we're quite excited that we're, the last show is going to um, be the same day as Norwich Pride.
0: Fantastic.
1: And that should be good. But it's been I think we ca- we came at it as me and of course co-producer of Euphoria, alongside we've got other people involved in the Euphoria family. We we assumed it'd be very much like a live sh- um, live show. We could do this, we'd do this, and I think we quite naively at first thought, oh, and we'll just have to edit together a lovely video and click play. <laughs> yeah and then it's sort of realizing no you've got to stream you've got to download this and I've I, I am illiterate when it comes to computing and all that I can I can make pretty I can make pretty posters and do, do all the other stuff <laughs> but as far as editing and stuff together I'm blind at it but I'm, I've been very lucky that Will Power is an incredible editor and incredibly putting it all together streaming it all very tant in that realm so I think we were I was very lucky it just so happened that we we had someone there ready with the skills because it has very been learning on the spot
0: <laughs> yeah it looks seamless um what have been the biggest challenges for you in terms of performing doing digital drag oh,
1: performing.
0: or what have been, been the best things what are the best things and the most challenging
1: I mean I've got I've I do have a joy in this there is a sort of selfish joy in the new way of performing because I do think it's you can do more than you could do on stage in these digital, such as I, the very first, so when we were, when I was chatting, of course, to all the people, I was like, let's start doing a digital one. Approaching a digital performance, you can sort, it's almost, it's like creating a web episode or a TV show or a small movie. It's, you can create these beautiful stories that may be harder on a stage. Such as we've done, my, my favourite digital performance I've done as yet, of course, is me, um, Tora the Queen, Phoenix Philia, and Will Power came to me and we did a fake Netflix documentary. Yes. For our we can
0: talk about that because that's just
1: excellent. Like, <laughs> it was just so much fun to do and so much fun to write to do it. And it was just almost like going back to your, my roots of theatre, being able to write the script and go, we're going to do this, this, and this, and going and do it, which on stage, as much as it's it's still doable, it's not as easy to do just on a normal night.
0: So tell me about that. How long did it take you to film? It's a spoof. You're all vampires, aren't you?
1: Oh, the vampire.
0: The, yeah, the is vampire this something vampire.
1: separate? Yes, we had... Our ah. first one was a DVD documentary. Oh, yes,
0: about the history, power, the road to power. Oh, yes. Oh, let's talk about <laughs> both of those.
1: Yes, we actually... Both of them were incredibly... <laughs> so we did... I think it took from... Initial idea to completed video, each was a week turnaround. That's impressive. It's uh, because I think so, especially we had, we did them both for different nights that were going on. And we'd let, we had a week from when we'd got it to getting it in. And so we were like, right, (laughs) we've got, we've got, so especially with the vampire one and the, it was, we've got a week. To, we've got to create these vampires. At the time I had actually ordered a wig for it and I was like, right, I've got to get this wig in Titans It was, it's a lot of manic, just terror until it's finally there and you're like, Whew. I was Damn. going to say that the, the so,
0: wig you're wearing in the vampire one is excellent. I thought, did you just have that in a cupboard somewhere? Like <laughs> it was just I, handy. I,
1: I'd, always, I'd always wanted an excuse because as a, as a course of history student, I do have a, I have a secret fondness for all the historical fashion, which Cynthia doesn't doesn't really. Do. And I'd always, I've always really said that my dream of dreams is a leopard print Queen Elizabeth I outfit. <laughs> would my would be the pinnacle evolution of Cynthia, sort of a, ne- <laughs> a lovely necklace of cigarettes and burnt leopard print. Would oh, be that needs dream. to be done. But there's a, I think it was the fantastic wig maker, wig in the city, who does he just. They do a they they've done it before and that that wig, I'd always sort of followed them for that one style they did because it was so, so beautifully done. And I thought, great, I'm on I'm on furlough at the moment. I want to do this. What an excuse to get a Queen Elizabeth the First wig. It was a and it, it has been my joy ever since. It's, it just sits there in my drag cupboard quite beautifully.
0: That needs to be brought out on as many occasions as possible. I'm not sure what they'll be. Uh, <laughs> maybe graduation.
1: Oh, definitely for graduation i I will expect my full ball gown moment <laughs> yeah. large hair i'll have a, I want a, a, at least a six foot veil for graduation yeah it should be if if there even is one in this we we don't know anymore I think everything's digital everything's we're in the realm of the robots.
0: Well, you have to be sat there at home in your full <laughs> regalia <laughs> uh,
1: on zoom or something. We, we've got, I live with, I live in a, I live with the drag queen Phoenix Filia, And we've, we have at the moment, especially with this digital stuff, we have both sort of be sitting there at seven o'clock, having tea together, both in full drag. Yes. Having like, we've spent a day filming, filming many different looks and videos. And it's like, ugh, how is this the new normal? It's, <laughs> I know. it's,
0: Oh. <laughs> how have you been dealing with lockdown generally and everything else sort of in the world is, is Cynthia sort of is that helping
1: presumably I mean makeup wise mm. it's it's been it's been a amazing I've I've finally been bothered to draw an eyebrows so if we if there's any positives <laughs> to lockdown I've I have eyebrows again so that's <laughs> a, that's that's a plus I think it's I think it's been a weird time because I mean it's it's so there are there are days when I will just sit there being like I want to be on a stage I want to be in a bar I want to I just want to be back doing it all but then it's also I think almost it's been quite a nice break during it was before lockdown it was because of course I live in Bath which is five hours away from Norwich by train and it was being before lockdown I'd got to a point where uni work was happening I had all the exams going on trying to learn that I was also attempting to produce a show bi-monthly, five hours away at the same time and then I had to sort of at the same time I was trying to better myself in the realm of drag and it was just sort of as everything was going a thousand miles an hour I had I had work on top of that and it was it's been a nice break I'd say
0: yeah I think a lot of people have found that just to step back a bit and realize how much they normally do
1: yeah, and it's 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 been it's been fantastic. I think for going right, nothing else to do. I can just sit here and change my face. I can mm. I can now I can get this outfit I wanted. And I've I have since I've become I've gotten I've gotten stoning. I'm going to be one of those Ooh. queens with lots of nice nice glittery leopard print afterwards. Oh, phenomenal! <laughs> There'll be all these
0: once we can get back into clubs again. Oh my goodness, everyone will up their game. They will have up their game so it's much. That-
1: I'm really excited. I was chatting to back about the other day that I'm really excited about the fact that so many people have been furloughed, so many people have been just had time to like do their makeup to get these new things. I'm so excited because as soon as as soon as clubs can reopen and people go back, mm. the looks are going to be beautiful. There's yes. going to be so many pretty people out there that will make me so angry.
0: <laughs> so looks-wise, where do you get your inspiration from, for Cynthia? If you have a day and you think right I'm gonna have a go at something different where do you get that inspiration oh. from
1: god um Cynthia's inspiration I think it's a weird one because I do I always think when I think for look it's less how would Cynthia wear it and it's more what sort of look do I want to portray almost and I know it's a very it's a hated word in drag when people say something's costumey but I I love it I think I love I love costumes I think they're so much fun if I I want the like as much as I will dress as much as I always do say Cynthia's an 80s businesswoman at heart in her pink suit and leopard print shirt <laughs> it says there's a certain joy going I want to go to the club dressed as a devil or a pirate I want to be like a little witch it's also sort of, it's it's the fun of dressing up it's it's just I think I don't get the whole stigma around the idea of it being costumey
0: same. I think the more extreme something can be, the more fun it is, and the better i mm. you know I don't want to see realism i guess yeah uh, as much
1: as i'm as much as I will always say, i'm 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 extremely jealous of all these people who can do realism it's most it's most likely that i have i have the inability to so i I will stick to my I'm in a pirate outfit
0: but then on that, how important is makeup and being good at makeup in drag when you've got your character and your act and your yeah. performance down how key is it that you get those eyebrows
1: right <laughs> or whatever <laughs> or is there, if there at all it's um yes <laughs> as a as a as an extremely failed make, <laughs> makeup user um I, no, I that's not why I'm asking. You. <laughs> um, no, I do. I I think the UK, especially one thing I love about the UK drag scene, is that it's not it's not a scene. Whereas, because you have some incredibly, of course, makeup is part of drag. It they go hand in hand. Mm. But just because you may not have the best makeup skills, it doesn't really equate to a loss of ability to perform yes it's an amazing it's the UK especially has so many incredible characters and personalities which yeah just it out it outshines the makeup they they you don't need makeup when you've got personalities and performative skills like that which is incredible but then at the same time you have many a queen where I could a queen, a king, or whoever, who I could just easily stare at their, stare at their beautiful makeup for hours.
0: Yeah. And so don't, I, think, I don't even think it's about good or bad makeup. It's just, uh-uh. it's just different. It's just different in the UK, which I think we're really lucky.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, I think UK definitely, UK is a, especially looking, looking at historically, where the UK drag scene and queer scene comes from, it has been, there is a celebration of difference and I know it's in, in the past, it's been quite a tokenistic celebration almost. It's been, we like different as long as the different fits this cookie cutter of difference. And I think what's amazing, especially looking recent years of it all, is it's coming now to a point in which people are breaking away from that and fighting back again. I think we're, I think we're at a, a point in history where everything is changing once more. And I think it's incredibly exciting, especially in the world of drag.
0: Yeah, how, and... I think um, digital drag's been a really good way to emphasise it. It's le- really levelled the playing field. So you oh, can yes. see people that you've never seen before, but also just the variety and seeing, oh God, a show where there's an equal number of kings and queens, you know. Mm.
1: Um, well, so I've, always, I've always been, I've always felt very lucky to have Will by my side as a king mm. a... I just find, I find it bizarre that you get these shows that they don't, they don't include something like Joaquin, it's, it's, and it is to watch, and I have, and it's disheartening to watch where, such as me and Will, we went to um, DragCon, yeah, we went to DragCon this year, and it was, it was, it was, I, I will say we spent most of it, we went, spent most of it quite drunk, but it was a it was lovely. yeah it was, it was an i think it was we both we both met in london at like 11 in the morning and we were quite i think we were quite apprehensive because of course there was all that drama and stuff around we'd, we'd got it was very last minute so i think our friends our friends had gone and they were like well, we're going next day do you want to come and sort of last minute we were like yeah we've got nothing else to do why not it's see some drag and um i think it was it was very expensive <laughs> And so I think we ended up, we ended up going, right, the, the cheapest thing here is a couple of bottles of Heineken. <laughs> and that, that, that was a downfall for the day. But it was, it was it is, you see situations where you go, I, I've definitely seen before that I will get treated by, by people who maybe don't know drag as well much differently than Will will get treated in full drag as a, mm. as a king. And I, and I will always hands down say the, the sheer talent of William Power outweighs mine any day but it baffles me that everyone there until you've seen them tango sing live lip sync dance all while dressed like the fairy godmother from shrek it's, uh, <laughs> it's it baffles me sometimes that the that we we are still in a place where drag kings don't get as much because mm. they are there are some amazing ones out there
0: and I, I hope that sort of all these digital shows have sort of helped with exposure mm. um, for, for a lot of people as well.
1: Yeah, well, I think it also, it helps. It's I, what I found as a, from looking at as a sort of a show producer standpoint, it's amazing that, of course, because Norwich and Norfolk itself being so cut off from the rest of the UK and it's sort of the event being such a small independent one, it's sometimes hard getting, get, it's hard being able to get different people in and it's so amazing that we've actually been able to go. Well, actually, now it's digital. There's no. We've got no excuse to not get people. And we've got. We've got this amazing selection that we can contact, and we have, which I I've been so lucky with that the last two, four years we've had some truly amazing performers from all across the UK in it.
0: How do you pick? How oh, do you? Ha- how have you put the shows together?
1: Haphazardly. Hmm. It's. It's. I think it's. We sit. So me and. Um, Will we sit down and I think we as we each night as we scroll through Instagram as we chat to other people, if there's something we see we like, if there's something we hear about, we sort of write down a list and we basically for each of the last shows we've both sort of come with at each other with a list of about 50 people each and gone, right. Mm. Let's get this down. And we sort of we go through and we go, Well, they're amazing. They look they look like they'd be good, they'd like that. and it's it's a hard situation where it's going, we w- yeah, we'd want to pick them all but it's a uh, situation right who 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 could we choose this one who looks great for this one and it's and then it's of course reaching out and being like would you want cuz for some people digital drag isn't for them it's uh it's, mm. i know and that's that's fair it's, <laughs> it's it's incredibly a confusing world but i i do feel very lucky in the lineups we've got
0: and then when the show goes out what's it like sitting back and watching it
1: oh the first one, I could bet. I, I, I could. I was on the phone to um, Will, and he was like, "Oh, are you enjoying it?" And I go, "Well, I'm not watching it. I could. I had to turn it off. It was." And I did. I tuned in the end. It was just. It was such. It's such panic. Of, I don't want anything to go wrong. It's you've got you've got you've got all these amazing performers who've worked hard and sent their videos. What if we what if we get one of their names spelt wrong? What if it doesn't go right? What if no one tunes in? It's all it's all those panic. I just sort of sit there and I sort of nervous, being like, "Will they enjoy it?" But I do think it's each one we've managed to pull off somehow so far. So,
0: are they still I all available? Thinking. Are they all on Twitch? Or no, the I last one we,
1: isn't. No, it's, we've sadly, it's we sadly we do both. We both have them all on our laptop saved the both shows. But the issue is, because of course, there's so much copyright involved mm. in um, a drag performance with the music, especially we found Lady Gaga's music. It's not, not like being up anywhere for too long, and which uh, most of our show, a lot of chromatica features in our shows, <laughs> to the point where our worry is we can keep it up for a week, but of course, if we do get a copyright strikes from... Twitch we risk not being able to air any other shows so I think it's always been sort of a which which is a shame shame really because we have had messages from people being like oh so sorry I missed it can I tune in and watch it now and stuff and it's like it's, just, it's a shame it's like now it was much we'd love love to because of course Will's editing is amazing it's it's, it's a shame that we, we can't
0: just don't do so, gaga
1: every <laughs> just everyone. don't do gaga. Just stop. <laughs> euphoria presents please don't do gaga
0: just <laughs> like you should just show with the most obscure things you can find like that's the challenge and then you can just leave it up
1: <laughs> <laughs> we we do, we have amazing thoughts i've loved the obscurity of quiches lorraine's um everybody's good at cooking quiches yes will be a high point especially as we had we had the actual Lorraine Bowen on that show doing everybody's good at cream crumble it was a yes it was fantastic
0: that's was something fun. i return to on just a grey day <laughs> i'll just <laughs> go over to keisha's uh, feed there and stick that on
1: it it was uh, and it, i think it's the joy of as people set cuz of course we had to watch them beforehand just to make sure they um they fit in with the guidelines of twitch and you do get you get performances where you click you click go and you just sort of, i sit there jaw open going this is this is what this is amazing I, what, what's going on inside their brain that, <laughs> that's incredible, such as the well, black pepper's um, Lion King performance ah oh,
0: <laughs> yes
1: like they, it's a, another queen that is just stunning
0: in terms of obscure music, can we talk about Mika
1: <laughs> <laughs> i We'll always talk about Mika, our Lord right. and Savior, the best oh. singer to ever exist.
0: So, um, one of the shows I saw you in a few weeks ago just had me on the floor in tears, crying with laughter—not um, <laughs> fear or.
1: The go, <laughs> first time I've had an audience member cry.
0: <laughs> fear and disgust. No, it's it's <laughs> <laughs> it's Cynthia talking about Mika now. Mika. Well, for those who don't remember Mika. Can you explain who he is?
1: Those who don't remember Mika, I think you should turn this podcast off right now. This is, you don't, <laughs> you don't belong here you don't belong to our Lord and Saviour. Um, Mika Mika is a French, a, a French pop star who is actually still very big in other parts of Europe, as I've, as I've discovered. Yes, um, I
0: have since Googled him. I went back down that rabbit hole yeah. to find out if he was still out he's there.
1: voice France. He's now on X Factor France. He's doing he's doing everything at the moment and it's it's it was I'd always quite liked Mika. What
0: was his big hit?
1: Um Big Girls You Are Beautiful is a, is an amazing Mika. Love today, Lollipop. It was it goes oh, on and so on many. he is the me the, the Messiah of of our ears. But <laughs> it, was, it was it was it starts with a joke as the end of the end of this year, last year. Of course, Spotify does your wrap-up of all the music you've listened to. <laughs> and um, mine, mine just happened to be Life in Cartoon Motion by Mika, which is sort of his pinnacle album, the sort of biggest one he did. And it became a joke that whenever we'd go on a long car journey, we'd stick Mika because he is, he is just a sort of silly feel-good pop star. It's, it's that sort of situation. So that's when I was doing my digital shows. Mm. I thought right what I've been a musical star and I thought wouldn't it be funny if I if I was one of those sort of YouTube stan accounts (laughs) and of course Mika seemed the only fit however I I hate to say since then my love for Mika has grown more and more and me and me and Will Power have actually booked next year to go see him in Italy wow that would be the pinnacle I just I think he's I think he's great (laughs) Mika Mika is a great but if Mika is listening to his podcast I'd love you to appear on Euphoria, Mika. So oh, I would be thrilled this
0: podcast. Please come and chat to me. That would be. A- <laughs> um, I'm I'm pleased because I wasn't sure whether it was Cynthia as a fan or actually you as well. Hmm. So well, I think I
1: think Cynthia, Cynthia's. I, I do like to think that Cynthia's dream man is Mika, but then as much as I say that, I do think somewhere deep down inside me, my dream man is also Mika. <laughs> So, he's lovely yeah, he, a, he
0: seems lovely always in a sensible jumper
1: always in a sensible jumper that's what you need in a man you're the sensible jumper and someone who sings lovely songs about his mother
0: i think so so wholesome so rare to find someone so <laughs> wholesome that in is,
1: 2020 that is need. 2020 needs to be the year we get Mika back to number one right Let,
0: let's do this is he still releasing music
1: he, yeah, he, he's just done. Um, yeah, my name is Michael Holborn. He's just it makes me, it makes me sad. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he's, he's is that his album. real name? Yeah, he's Michael Holborn. Is his real name? Wow. An, a, I know it's a, it's an illusion shattering discovery. <sighs> it's
0: an excellent album title.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's lovely, and I've I've listened to it. I've sobbed to it while drunk. It's 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 a beautiful album, but wow. I think it is. It's just I've, I'm very. In drag, Cynthia, I feel like Mika is a very good performance song. Just any Mika is very good. I like something high energy, but not too much high energy that I have to move too much. (laughs) I like like something that can give me the illusion of a lot of hand movement.
0: And I'm guessing on Twitch, if you do something to Mika,
1: are you all right using his music for a bit? I'm yet to hear from him and his lawyers.
0: Right, that's good news. He's a bit more free and easy.
1: I assume he is. He does. He has been doing cooking with Mika on Twitch as well. So oh. actually, yeah, I know he's a he's a dreamboat.
0: There's been a lot of this celebrity cooking. Would you do Cynthia cooking?
1: Well, there was actually uh, there was plans that me and Phoenix Filia as roommates or housemates were going to um, do our drunk cooking, where the plan was we were going to attempt to cook cookies drunk. But it never it never it, sadly um the plans to do it fell through, and I think quite quite a good thing it did because the, i'm not sure how much of a mess that would have been
0: well, I would say I mean technically I feel like i 'm still on lockdown, so we do need entertaining things to watch, yeah, so if that is going to happen
1: it's, you never know. we do we have we do have a weird amount of cookie baking kits in our house at the moment but okay. it's that's that seems to be a collection of lockdown really
0: you just need to get that out in one big go
1: we do we all do <laughs> Cynthia and Phoenix Philly I'm sure at some point we'll we'll reprise our roles in the kitchen but <laughs> for the moment we, we're gear we're geared it's that week and a bit before the next euphoria so at the moment it's just gearing up to get everything a go again before I hand I, out I'm very focused I do a lot of the admin and the beginning bits and the posters and I sort of get it in a big bundle then I throw it all over to Will Power who edits it together so it's it's sort of we're at the moment running towards the storm hoping it's going to come good again.
0: So have you put together your performance yet for that?
1: I filmed it yesterday I was spent the whole day in drag I've got I've I'm not I, it's, it's it's different for me Mm -hmm. it's very much I felt I wanted to my past performances I haven't actually lip-synced much Mm. I've been very I've almost created like almost episodic tv skits so I sort of I've gone I wanted to do more of a lip-sync so this one this one could either be very very good or the worst performance ever (laughs) but we, we tune in on the 25th of July to find out
0: I'm very excited um I suppose lastly then who do you really enjoy watching? Who are your favourites?
1: Oh, there's so many. Mm. Um, I'm. A, I also. I'm, I'm very greedy when it comes to drag. I just like. I like. There's. Um. Of course. I mean, I've spoken about them nonstop. But William Power, Will yeah. Power, I definitely think is an incredibly underrated mm. drag performer in the UK scene. Um, Ginny Lemon, another amazing one. Keisha's yeah. Lorraine, Black Pepper. Yeah is just iris pompey there's just there's so bishy barnaby there's two men there's too many there are too many it's like amazing drag and i think the uk is incredibly lucky to be brimming with so much yes and I've, I've already i've already planned as soon as this lockdown's over i have about 12 different cities that i'm i'm forcing myself to visit just to, I, I need to see it in person
0: mm. you need to tour you need to
1: do a tour we did we rich it's a shame because originally before because of course being bath situated and all this thing and having other members of the euphoria family elsewhere there was there was originally discussion just before lockdown of it of euphoria traveling but but of course this is all put it who knows what's going to happen we will we you may we may be about in the future
0: let's hope so let's hope so oh well i can't wait to see you live but i also can't wait to see the next euphoria which is the 20- twenty.
1: 25th of july 25th it's of july before a big broadcast pride after party where we will be celebrating norwich pride and i am i'm very excited we've got our final lineup sorted today so that shall be coming out very soon
0: fantastic and where can we find you where can we find more about cynthia
1: i am the cynthia road on instagram and on twitter and euphoria underscore norwich on instagram as well
0: fantastic oh we can't wait to see it all and thank you for <laughs> thank you for creating all this wonderful stuff to keep us all going through lockdown.
1: No worries, thank you so much.
0: Hi again, it's Carly. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you want to find out more or get in touch, head over to teawithkingsandqueens.com.